Welcome to Main Menu for the week of March 14 to March 20, 2014. I'm your host, David Tanner, and it is good to have you with us here on Main Menu again today. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, welcome. We are pleased to have you with us today and hope that you will find the material in today's program interesting and that you will come back and be with us again. As you know, there are a lot of different ways that you can access Main Menu each week, so don't feel like you need to come just on Friday evening. There are plenty of other ways to access Main Menu through our webpage at mainmenu.acbradio.org. You can get the podcast, and there's just kinds of Well, we have a couple of things for you today here on Main Menu. The first is a recent webbinder that was given by Hims Inc. to their dealers and they have graciously agreed to let us air it for you here on Main Menu. Recently Hims demonstrated at ATIA and at CSUN. They will be demonstrating it this coming week, the new E-BOT eBot product and it's quite an interesting product and pretty innovative in the way they're doing things. It is primarily a low vision product but I believe possibly a totally blind person might also be able to get some good out of it too. So you want to take a close listen to that and they are going to go through and tell you all about the different features and how it works and so forth. And then you may remember that last week on Main Menu, if you were with us last week, that David Woodbridge went through a demonstration of how to use iTunes Radio on your iOS device and on your MacBook Pro. Well, this week, David is going to, for you Apple TV users, he's going to show you how to use iTunes Radio on your Apple TV. And so you'll want to learn all about that, how it works and so forth. And that's what's up this week on Main Menu. Just a real quick technology note. The folks at NV Access have announced the release of NVDA 2014 R1, their first release of NVDA for the year 2014. It has some improvements in access and use of PowerPoint and another of the other features of Office 2013 and it also does a lot of killing some of the bugs that were in the last release of NVDA for 2013. Meantime, if you're interested in downloading the latest release, you can do that from www.nvaccess.org and there is a link there to get the latest release of NVDA. Well, we're going to need to go ahead and get into today's program. You have a great week, and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Hi, I'm Chase Crispin, the executive producer of Main Menu. We are currently looking for listeners who are willing to review any type of accessible technology for us here on Main Menu. If you are interested in doing a review of a product that you own, or an interview with its vendor, then please contact us and let us know what you're interested in doing. 
before you begin to record a segment, it is important to contact us so that we can ensure that it hasn't already been covered on our program. To get in contact with us, please send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org and let us know what demonstration or interview you would like to do. Once you have completed your recording, please again send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org and let us know how we might get the file from you and if it will need any further editing. We can get files from you in any method such as SendSpace or Dropbox, any way that works for you. Once we receive your file, we will let you know when it will be aired on Main Menu. Presentations from our listeners are always interesting and well received by the rest of the listeners, so if this interests you, please get in touch with us. Thank you for your interest, and we look forward to hearing from you on the show very soon. Thanks everyone for, for joining us uh, today. We're going to focus on the eBot, which was introduced at ATIA, uh, which is uh, the one of the newest and the most exciting products from Hims. It certainly is uh, the most exciting product in our low vision product line, uh, probably so far uh, in uh, since the opening of Hims Inc. in Austin, Texas. Uh, we expect the uh, eBot uh, and eBot models to be our flagship products in low vision for the next year or more until the introduction of even more low vision products. Um, so many of you have probably heard of eBot, seen, some of you have seen eBot at ATIA. Some may have already read some information in the dealer newsletter and uh, in uh, off of our website. Uh, but we're going to kind of start from the beginning here and just take you through uh, what I hope to be more rather than less a quick PowerPoint overview. Um, if you have questions during the presentation, feel free to interrupt. Uh, if it's a question that will be answered later in the PowerPoint presentation, I may defer the question until we get to that section. Uh, and if you can defer your question till the end, that'll be great, but write them down. Be sure you don't forget your question. That way you can ask it and everyone on the conference uh, call and webinar line uh, can uh, have the benefit of the question and the answer. So this is actually my first presentation. Well, I'm going to say my second presentation. Uh, at ATIA, we did have a, a breakfast preview presentation presented by Michelle and Randy. Um, then Randy and I did a presentation that was part of the formal uh, ATIA program, and Randy, Michelle, and other staff did many presentations uh, during the conference. So here we go. Uh, slide one. Uh, what if? What if we could take an image from a CCTV camera and put it on an iPad? Just imagine that. Next slide. Now imagine further that we took the CCTV image to an iPad and what we can display on the iPad is reading, writing, and distance viewing. Okay. Well, what we've done is meet iPad, meet eBot <laughs> and iPad together. Uh, we have successfully uh, developed eBot, which stands, uh, we're calling it, it stands for Education Bot, but that's just when we're talking to the education market. So that's why we called it eBot and not Education Bot. Uh, so meet eBot, and eBot, in fact, does communicate with iPad and Android tablets. We showed it at ATIA with iPad tablets, uh, and it communicates via Wi-Fi. It is its own dedicated Wi-Fi hotspot or access point. Because it is communicating via Wi-Fi, it is a wireless connection to the iPad or Android tablet. So there are no cables or wires connecting eBot and an iPad. I'll, I'll use the iPad as a generic example of tablets in conversation today. So this is the first time that a video magnifier has been connected to an iPad. 
and it is connecting wirelessly. The display quality on the iPad is actually excellent. Um, the prototype that we had showed that we had to show at ATIA, if any of you heard some, some issues of noise on the screen, that was just from time to time as the memory buffer filled uh, of all of the, uh, the settings for the display. When that got too little too full, uh, the iPad would lock up and the image quality degraded a little bit. But when it's operating, uh, you know, as designed, the image quality is actually very good. The, the delay is unnoticeable. It's as, as you would expect with any other CCTV image. So even though it's going over Wi-Fi, it's not a direct, you know, video cable connection, you don't notice the lag. It's, it's actually quite amazing. Uh, now, the eBot is designed for reading, writing, and distance viewing, and it is using an HD camera. So, you know, we are sending HD image quality uh, over all of the communication lines, uh, whichever way we're communicating and to whichever device. Um, eBot does uh, also connect to, which is not on these, these uh, bullet points, eBot does also connect to PCs uh, via a USB 2.0 or 3.0 to Macs or MacBooks uh, using a USB 3.0 and to uh, a monitor using an HDMI connection. So you do have all of the connection points. Um, so using the iPad, uh, we have a, an additional user interface. We'll talk about interfaces later, but we want to point it out right now. When you're using the iPad, not only can you use the other controls of eBot, which we'll get to, but one of the reasons for putting it on the iPad was to allow an additional user face of using the common uh, tablet gestures. Uh, the pinch or spread for increasing the size, yeah. and, um, and, and uh, the contrast and the image mode. So we'll get to that slide later. Uh, we do have built-in OCR capability in the eBot Advanced model. So we're talking about two models here, eBot and eBot Advanced. Um, it does have an auto brightness uh, capability, uh, which means um, a lot of these uh, devices for reading, writing, and distance do not have built-in lighting, and many of them have no lights. Uh, eBot has uh, four built-in uh, LEDs, uh, and so there is a, uh, also a light sensor that's in the camera uh, that interacts with the LED lights so that as the lighting in the environment changes, since it's a portable device, you may use it in multiple locations with different ambient lighting, or even in someone's office or a school, the light coming in from a window could change from day to day. So there is a, an auto brightness adjustment that is uh, built into the camera with a sensor uh, that interacts with the built-in uh, LEDs uh, that are actually built in and attached to the camera. It's not a separate lamp that's, that's uh, hanging off somewhere, as I saw one uh, product at, at ATIA. Um, it has a unique voice guide, so when you're uh, actually uh, choosing your settings or your functions or going through a menu, which you'll see later, uh, it actually replies or responds back to you in voice. So if you're changing the zoom level, it tells you what zoom level it is. If you're changing the image mode, it'll say black on white, yellow on black, natural color. Uh, so this is unique to, to uh, eBot. Uh, and unique amongst, uh, I believe, uh, video magnifiers. Uh, I'm not sure that the other products on the market currently have this voice guide that guides you through uh, the, the menus audibly. Uh, there may be a product, but the, our voice guide works a little differently. Um, then uh, we want to remind you, uh, well, we have a wireless remote control that is available with the eBot Advance. So the difference between eBot and eBot Advance is eBot is reading, writing, and distance. Okay, it has all of the connectivities as eBot Advance, but eBot Advance has the extra features of OCR, and it has a remote wireless remote control. 
And that's how we control the OCR features is with the wireless remote. Okay, next slide. We have uh, the eBot communicating via Wi-Fi. So remember, it is a dedicated hotspot. It's its own access point. We're not using the, the area Wi-Fi. Now we get to the gestures uh, using an iPad. And currently, we have four gestures. There may be more gestures uh, by the time the product is introduced. Um, if not, we're going to be re uh, reserving additional gestures for an additional model of eBot that is in the works. The current gestures are the pinch or spread for zooming the magnification. Uh, you can do a two-finger swipe, left or right, to change the image mode uh, in one direction or the other. Uh, on the right side, one finger up or down changes the contrast level. There are 40 levels of contrast. Finger press and hold on the screen uh, will snap the image for OCR. Those are the four gestures currently available uh, directly from the iPad. So the direct iPad gestures, which I just described, uh, are were listed. Now we have the user interface. You can actually choose the gesture interface of the iPad, as just described. Or there is an onboard control panel, which I'm sure you saw on the video. Uh, and you're seeing here, onboard control panel on the left. Uh, there is uh, your, your standard keyboard, so when you're connected to a PC or a Mac, uh, you can use your, your standard keyboard, and there will be a series of hot buttons. Uh, or you can use the remote control, which the remote comes only with eBot Advanced. Okay, now we have uh, eBot's uh, connectivity. Uh, so eBot uses an HD camera, and it communicates with an iPad by Wi-Fi, communicates with a laptop. If it's a PC laptop, by USB 2.0 or 3.0. We have both connections on the back of the control panel. Uh, and when it communicates directly with the monitor, it uses HDMI so that it preserves the HD image quality. It supports a Mac too, um, Mac computer through the USB. Yes. Uh, oh, you have two. So PCs are supported through USB 2.0 or 3.0, and it supports Macs, Mac and MacBooks using the USB 3.0. So Mac support is not available with USB 2.0, only with USB 3.0. So even more connectivity, um, you know, as we were just describing. Uh, now, it's interesting that you can actually connect uh, eBot to a monitor using HDMI. You can connect it to a PC or a Mac using the USB. And you can connect it to uh, an iPad. And how you connect to the iPad is, of course, we have an iPad app that you launch. When you launch the, the, the app, it automatically displays on your iPad. So if you have all devices connected at the same time, there is a hierarchy or priority of display. Uh, when all devices are connected, the iPad will take precedence. So the display will default to the iPad. Um, if you close the, uh, the eBot app on your iPad, then the next level of hierarchy is it will display on your PC or your Mac, whichever one is connected. If you close the folder um, uh, on your PC or your Mac, then it will display on your monitor in HD quality because it's connected with an HDMI cable. So, you know, you don't actually need to connect and disconnect, which is a kind of cool feature. Uh, for example, if you're, you're, you know, someone sitting at a desk and, and working, uh, whether student or, or an, an employment situation, uh, you can actually leave uh, your eBot connected to your PC or Mac, but when you want to use your iPad, you just launch your iPad app and the display will automatically uh, defer to the iPad. When you're done using your iPad, close your iPad app, and it will default back to your PC or your, your Mac. So that's actually a pretty cool feature that you can leave everything connected, and it has a hierarchy of display. 
Next slide, uh, we're, we're showing that eBot Advanced has uh, OCR, and the OCR is built in, and it's using a single camera. So the OCR is a screen display OCR. At this point, it is not a full page OCR. It's WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. So if you make a small magnification on the screen, then you're capturing more information. At the smallest magnification, uh, we've noticed that it usually gets the full width of an 8.5 by 11 and 50 to 60% uh, of the vertical part of the page. So essentially, you're getting full width and 60% of a page. And that's on a standard 8.5 by 11. Uh, so it's a screen display OCR, uh, and it's you know, an easy setup. Um, so we're on the features, correct? Yes. So we have easy setup with, with Wi-Fi. Uh, because you have no cables and e easy uh, assembly and disassembly. Uh, we have distance magnification, which is also pretty cool that when you're reading, let's say you're reading in white letters on a black background at zoom level 15 uh, and contrast level 30. When you change the camera to the distance view and you remove the lens, uh, and now you want to view at a distance in natural color at zoom level 40, with contrast level 20, the eBot will remember your distance viewing parameters so that when you return to the reading position, it remembers your reading, your zoom, your image color, and your contrast level in reading, and it remembered it in distance. Okay? And so that's that's an important user feature to be aware. Some magnifiers, uh, video magnifiers, have this feature. Some don't that are currently on the market. eBot does. Uh, so again, we're supporting high-definition camera, which we believe there's probably only three or four models currently on the market that have a HD camera for reading, writing, and distance. Uh, but we believe there's only one of them that is a portable uh, video magnifier like eBot. Uh, the others are transportables, uh, like a DaVinci, for example. Um, then we have our illumination sensor that we mentioned to you earlier. And another very interesting feature is uh, the stabilization uh, or anti-vibration. It was absolutely amazing uh, that we actually had a sample of one product. And when we would handwrite under it, just this you know, simple handwriting. Uh, I, I'm a pretty hard uh, handwriter. I press hard. And when I'm handwriting, the image on the screen shakes. Um, well, with eBot, that doesn't happen at all. In fact, we're actually tapping the table uh, at our exhibit, and the image does not move at all. It's not only the mechanical design stability of the balance of the camera being up and forward of the, the back control panel, which is back-weighted. So it's not, not only that mechanical design stability, but it's actually uh, an electronic anti-vibration uh, that is in the camera. And, you know, when we demonstrated this feature, it was very impressive. Uh, you know, teachers uh, were very impressed with it because sometimes they'll have three students sitting on a six-foot table all working. So one student is doing one thing, another, another, and a, and a third, a third uh, task. And so if one student's shaking the table a little bit, uh, they know that the eBot image will not be vibrating or jumping or flickering. So that was a very, very important feature. We didn't realize how important that was until we really tried and experimented with it, but it is amazingly stable. Uh, next, we have you know continuous zoom magnification, which which of course is expected from an, a unit with an HD camera. There's user definable uh, text and background colors, uh, so it comes with eight colors: natural color, the enhanced black on white, the enhanced white on black, and five additional text and background uh, monochrome uh, colors, sample colors. Um, you can actually set uh, seven of these colors. 
from a palette of 56. Okay, so you can customize each and every one of the colors except natural color. Natural color is always going to stay as natural color. We don't want to lose that. Um, so if we have any questions about that, you know, feel free to ask. But you can set the text and background color for seven of the eight images um, using a palette, selecting from a palette of 56. Um, what's also interesting is you can limit the number of colors. So the default is that we have natural color plus seven additional monochrome colors. But if you only want to have natural color with enhanced white on black and enhanced black on white, you can eliminate the other five image modes. You can disable them. And you can re-enable them later if you choose. So you, you don't have to cycle through all of the, the image modes. Um, our voice guide makes it easy to use um, and easy to follow the menu in, in the, uh, uh, on the screen. We don't actually have a picture of the menu here. Uh, that's something that we'll, we'll try to add to the PowerPoint is a picture of the menu. But trust me, the menu structure is very easy. I can use it. <laughs> um, and I use it the very first time. And I, I pretty much have it memorized. Uh, of course, we have the built-in OCR function, which uh, you can select uh, from either the remote control or from a three-button uh, or three-finger press on your iPad. Uh, we have a DSKU uh, function uh, for the OCR, which means your paper does not have to be lined up straight. It can be lined up at an angle or even upside down. Uh, the OCR uh, engine will actually uh, correct the angle uh, or the orientation of your paper and scan it. Of course, if it's right side up and, and positioned straight, uh, then the OCR engine can probably read it faster or, or interpret it faster and start speaking quicker. Um, the automatic pairing uh, hierarchy we think is also an important feature. And as far as portability, the eBot weighs uh, 4.4 pounds and in Monday's dealer newsletter you received a short video of how uh, it um, compacts down and how it reassembles back up. It is all one piece. Okay, So eBot is one piece except for uh, the AC adapter and in the case of eBot Advanced, the remote control. Now for students, um, of course students can use it in the classroom. They can take it from classroom to classroom. They can use it or take it to the library uh, and they can take it between school and home. Um, for teachers, uh, the teacher can actually control the eBot. If the teacher just for some reason or another wants to take control of the eBot, uh, and the teacher can even share control of the eBot with a student. For example, if the teacher has an eBot advanced, uh, just using it as a video magnifier, not as OCR, the teacher could actually take control of the remote and the student could either have control of the onboard control panel or control of the iPad gestures. Okay, So it could also be a shared teacher-student control. And for special students that perhaps cannot use the controls, uh, let's say a cerebral palsy student with extreme cerebral palsy, the teacher can actually uh, take control of the eBot. One question you may have, uh, which is not on here, is, and this question has come, came up several times, can you have multiple eBots controlled by the teacher? So if you have three students, each with, an, uh, uh, with let's say, one eBot, and each student has an iPad, can the teacher take control of the eBot and each student will see the same image at the same time. Uh, the answer is no, that would require Wi-Fi broadcasting, and that is not developed, or at least not developed yet. So that is something that we, based on uh, feedback, that's something that engineering will look at. So this next slide uh, is about distance viewing. Uh, so once again, um, you know, we can view the blackboard. You can view a teacher presenting at the front of a classroom or in a meeting, uh, view the presenter. Uh, you can view, view a map on a wall, many, many uh, uh, features uh, for and functions for the distance camera. So eBot in education, uh, yeah, reading textbooks, handouts, uh, 
agendas, basically anything someone is given uh, to read uh, or to scan. Uh, writing, you can fill in the blank tests, uh, essay tests, uh, math formulas, see them on the wall. Uh, you can then point your camera back down and, and write it. Uh, this, these two models do not have any saving capability uh, onto an iPad uh, or in its you know, built-in. Uh, it will have some capabilities when connected to a laptop or, or a PC. So, um, you know, for um, students learning in the classroom, for multi-sensory uh, learning, you can have magnification and OCR. So that's what we mean by multi-sensory. You have a two-in-one product here. So some people are calling it four-in-one because you have reading, writing, distance viewing, and OCR. But when we talk multi-sensory, you have the video magnification for the low vision and for documents uh, that you want to use OCR for, uh, you can uh, use OCR. So you have two forms of sensory input. Um, you want to get it into a student's IEP. Uh, common Core is a big thing nowadays in education standards. So this helps to meet Common Core. Uh, it promotes inclusion in the classroom. Uh, and that's also very important, so students are not having to go to special schools or school for the blind. They can stay in the mainstream school. Uh, and it accommodates uh, independent standardized testing. So, uh, it, as many of you, I'm sure, have heard, testing uh, visually impaired students uh, for their uh, SATs or, or other uh, standardized tests is, is difficult. Uh, but with product like eBot, I think it uh, tends to accommodate as well or better than most devices for standardized testing. So this next slide, I think you can just read uh, about uh, about more applications uh, for students in the classroom. Like the student can quickly get seated and can quickly get back to class uh, because they can access uh, uh, their iPad wirelessly. So you, you don't have all the wires that have been used up till now with uh, reading, writing, and distance video magnifiers. Uh, the product's very light. Uh, it compacts uh, and, and assembles uh, very easily. Uh, we're using technologies that the school already owns. When we connect to a laptop or connect to an iPad, uh, these are display screens that the school already owns, so they don't have the additional uh, expense uh, of a monitor. Um, you know, it's easy to transition to higher education. You know, if, if the school allows, then the student can take it. You know, from one uh, grade level to another, whether it's intermediate to high school or high school college. Uh, some schools permit that, many don't. Um, and it gives you a mainstream look. Uh, it looks cool. The actual uh, design is very ergonomic, attractively styled. It is probably uh, the most attractive looking video magnifier that's in this category of portable reading, writing, and distance magnifiers. As you all know, HIMSS tends to make a rather consumer looking products. So it just has a mainstream look. Um, you know, it, uh, it saves the school time in, in converting text, you know, for visually impaired students because the student can just read it magnified or OCR scan and, and, and listen. So uh, the school doesn't need to spend the time, just buy an e-bot and the student has uh, full accessibility to print materials, to most print material. Uh, the multi-sensory support uh, for, uh, for learning, uh, what we're speaking about again is the magnification and the OCR. Um, you save money with an all-in-one design, and what we mean there is rather than having multiple units, one for distance, one for magnification, or one for magnification and a different device for OCR, uh, an all-in-one device may save money, especially when you're talking about one particular student. Um, and, of course, uh, it's a desktop magnifier, it's a distance magnifier, and it's an OCR all-in-one. Now, in the, um, in the workplace, um, 
you know, it's of course useful in the office. Actually, I'm I'm going to replace desktop CCTV that I'm using with eBot when eBot comes out. It's nice and portable on my desk, and I can use it with an iPad or with my my computer monitor. Um, of course, you can take it from an office to a meeting room. You can take it from office to home or office on a business trip. Um, you know, it, work, it works with uh, common technology that the workplace already has. Uh, the OCR, um, the employers uh, don't need to accommodate the employee. So, you know, if uh, the engineering department is uh, calling a meeting and has an agenda, they don't need to, you know, make a large print agenda or they don't need to worry about getting that agenda out way in advance so that that person can make their own modification. Uh, it can actually be uh, accessed right during the meeting live. Uh, any new paperwork passed around the meeting can be accessed live by the, uh, the user of VBOT. Uh, with the distance viewing, the employee can uh, can access presentations um, at the front of the room and see the speaker. And with the portability, the employee can take eBot, you know, from the office to a meeting room, from the office to home, or on a business trip. Then we have our specifications here. Um, so we're actually putting the image out at 720p. That's what it's coming out as camera, which is you know your your basic level of um, high definition. There is no portable product that is currently operating at 1080p. Uh, the consumer electronics industry likes to think of 1080p as your real HD, but in low vision, there's nobody operating at 1080p. Everyone's operating in HD at 720p, so eBot does as well. Uh, and when I say everybody, it's only those companies that have true HD. Uh, true HD, what we mean is that it's not that the camera's HD, but when they release the image to the monitor, uh, it's not HD anymore. There's a number of products on the market to do that. Um, eBot actually preserves the HD image out. That's why, for example, when we connect to a monitor, we're using the HDMI connection. We're not using a, a VGA a VGA connection. Then we would not be preserving the HD image quality onto that monitor. So just to give you an example, okay? Um, the size and weight. So you know, it's uh, smaller than a, an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper, really, um, or, or it's roughly that size, the size of an eight and a half by eleven. Weighs 4.4 pounds. The magnification here, I just want to make a comment. We're not sure what monitor size was used to uh, set this magnification specification, but magnification will actually depend on the size of the monitor that you have connected with Ebon. So obviously, if you're using your uh, you know 8.9 inch iPad, the magnification range will be different than if you're connecting it up to a 24 inch uh, LCD screen through with your HDMI connection. Okay, I think all of us understand that. So we're not sure which monitor size. I'm assuming this might be either a 14-inch or a 20-inch monitor. We're going to find this out uh, from Hims International, who gave us these specifications. Um, the video output we have USB 2.0 and 3.0 for PC, USB 3.0 for the Mac, and I believe this is only the second video magnifier with reading, writing, and distance that is compatible with MacBooks. So besides the unique feature of displaying Wi-Fi wirelessly onto uh, iPads and Android tablets, that's unique. But we're the second uh, video magnifier that is connecting to the Mac, I believe. There's only one other on the market. Uh, it has standalone OCR capability uh, with eBot Advance. Uh, the audio output it has a built-in speaker. You can connect an earphone piece, if, an earphone if you'd like. It has a built-in battery that will last up to four hours. Uh, it is user replaceable. It's a lithium ion, user replaceable battery. Um, and we have multiple user interface capabilities the gestures, the onboard controls, the remote control, and your keyboard or mouse controls on, on your PC or Mac. Okay, um, so we have a question that 
What are the other products that have an HD camera that don't transfer the HD to the monitor? I think that is a question about the image quality notification. So when we're talking about image quality, I, I think what Rand, Randy's asking is... Yeah, there was a question from the yeah. Gina. Okay. Gina. So um, what, let's see, I think the answer to the question here is, for example, the the LVI uh, Magnolink S, uh, it's an HD camera with specification, but when the image is transferred, uh, it is uh, not HD quality. It is not actually transferring at HD level of 720p. So that's an example of one product. It's not transferring the image at HD. If I haven't answered the question, you can text back in. But what we mean is the camera, the HD camera actually is 720p, which is your first level of HD. But companies will often not use the right cable connections. For example, a VGA cable connection. If a company or a product has an HD camera, but they're connecting using a VGA connection to a monitor, that will not be HD image quality because VGA is not capable of uh, receiving all of the video signals required for HD quality. Any other questions by audio, by text? Um, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. Prices, we have not yet decided the, the final pricing. We hope we, uh, we receive information from AMS International this week or early next week. Uh, the thing we're saying about pricing at this time, uh, there are two models, eBot and eBot Advanced. Both models will be priced under $3,000. So it's from Bill. Can we save images to the PC on the eBot event? What are, uh, and also he was asking about digital pricing. Uh, right now, uh, eBot or eBot, either the eBot or eBot Advanced uh, does not have uh, the saving feature. Um, we would not know the, what will be the final uh, specification when it is released. As far as we know at this moment, it does not have a saving feature. And the dealer pricing, as James mentioned, we do not know the final pricing, but eBot Advanced, the probably just under 3000 we think. And what I'll say about the dealer pricing is it'll be competitive with what any other company is paying for their read, write, and distance uh, cameras. So we know what other companies are, are putting out as the margin or commission, and our uh, dealer pricing will be very similar uh, to, to what other companies are providing. Next question. I'm sure you have many. Distribution of the product will be, uh, what we're doing is giving dealers the first right of refusal, our current dealers, uh, and HIMSS is preserving the first right of acceptance. So what we're saying is not all dealers will be allowed, dealers may be allowed to sell eBot. We may uh, exclude or, or decline uh, eBot being sold by some dealers or resellers. I'm sure you can appreciate that there are some dealers or resellers who might be good selling portable video magnifiers, but would not be qualified uh, to sell a computer-based uh, product. Um, a lot of CCTV dealers are CCTV guys and not computer guys. Uh, you know, that's kind of, I think you've seen that if you've gone to other companies, uh, other low vision uh, companies, uh, dealer meetings. Some guys know computers and some guys don't at all. Uh, so that's just one example why we might climb a dealer or reseller. Uh, but, you know, by and large, we're going to try to offer uh, eBot to as many of our dealers and resellers as possible. Um, um, we're trying to come up with our, our dealer channel model uh, this week or by, by the end of next week and start speaking with many of you. 
Uh, some of you have asked about sending in a demo order. Uh, at this point, you're certainly welcome to do that. If you want to send your demo order in, uh, send your PO in. Don't put a price on it yet. Uh, we will contact you once we have the dealer price and get your confirmation. Uh, if you don't like the pricing, you're welcome to withdraw your purchase order. I'm, 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 I'm quite sure no one will. <laughs> Other questions, people on, on the uh, on the phone line? So far, questions have come from the web webinar group. Yeah, this is Earl from Triumph Technology. Uh, I did have one inquiry from one of the data for the line text regarding uh, something that you've already addressed. The OTR is going to be based on kind of WYSIWYG. The idea of what you, what you get. His uh, question was, will there, is there a way, I guess, uh, after what you said, I, I'm wondering if there will future be a way to capture outside viewing area. Uh, you mean to capture a full page? Yeah. Um, the answer, the best answer I can give at this point is, uh, if you come to CSUN, visit our booth, uh, or we will advise uh, the full dealer network uh, following CSUN. Um, so, you know, wait and see. I, I think you'll be pleased with what you see. So you could, the answer to that counselor is, uh, give you some, you know, you'll, you'll have an answer uh, after CSUN or at CSUN. It may not be the same model. That's the thing. It may it may be a, a, a new model, an additional model. So that we can't commit to at this time. Just to make sure that we sent you the dealer newsletter, including uh, including the, the the download link of the video clip of the uh, the eBot Advance. Actually, that was only for you guys. I mean, it was, uh, you know, taken by the iPhone. You know, it has a kind of a poor quality of the video, so we don't want to show that in our customers, I mean, you know, publicly. So you can have that. Probably you want to show like a personally to, you know, you know other person, but do not share with that videos. I mean, that, that yeah, that video is only for you. So do not update in the web page or do not share with that. We're going to make a new one, a good one. Uh, definitely with, you know, kind of, you know, um, made by the professional. So in that case, yeah, later, we're going to share with that new videos and uh, you can share with your customers and you can upload your uh, web page or wherever. So please do not add this video to your website. We will not be putting it on our website or on our YouTube channel. We're going to do a higher quality video before we do so. More questions? Hi, James. Uh, yes. James, this is Mike Martinson. Well, Mike. Got in a little bit uh, late and also had this call drop while I'm driving here, but when, so I might miss it. When are you expected to start shipping? Uh, the eBot and the eBot Advanced, uh, both models are expected to uh, arrive here at Hims Inc. in Austin around April 7th to April 10th. So we'll be shipping uh, about one to two business days after we receive them, as we do intend to open the first shipment and do uh, you know about a 50% sampling of the product quality before we ship it out. So somewhere around the 9th to the 12th of April is when we're expecting first shipments to go out. Um, you know, just a little more on that topic. Um, we actually do not have an eBot here at Hims Inc. right now. There are only uh, there's actually only one sample uh, that can be shown around the world. Uh, so uh, there's a conference going on in India next week, and was taken back for that. Uh, we're expected to get uh, our first one or two demo units uh, by uh, March 3rd to March 7th. Uh, so we will get one or two sample units before CSUN. 
so if you have events going on, uh, you know, prior to CSUN, CSUN begins the week of March 17th. If you have events going on that you think would be good, uh, local conference, regional conference in your state, uh, then let us know and we'll see what the best uses of, uh, of this product, uh, the one or two demos of eBot that we'll receive. We'll see how we can best use them. You know, chances are our staff is going to be flying around the country to various events prior to CSUN. There also are some real... Uh, Go, go ahead. Uh, one other question. Are these going to be uh, uh, firmware upgradable? Um, it should be uh, because uh, for the the connection to an iPad or tablet, uh, you know, the upgrades are going to be in the, the uh, app. So when upgrades happen, I'm sure it will be a free upgrade and the person with the user would have to upgrade the app. For uh, the PC, okay. PC or Mac, yeah, they would uh, go to our website and download the upgrade link to up, update, uh, uh, you know, the file, uh, access file for a PC or Mac. Um, you know, for connection to a monitor directly, you know, there's really no upgrading going on there. That's all. That's all hardware. Good question. All right. So get us, get us your schedule. Any anywhere from March 1st to March 14th. Get us your schedule if you think there's an event that you'd like eBot to be shown at. We'll put it on our schedule and do our best uh, to have staff traveling with eBot from location to location and, and getting it exposed prior to CSUN. And if you're coming to CSUN, be aware that we are going to have a dealer meeting at CSUN uh, because we plan on introducing uh, more new products and new models at CSUN of not only eBot but other products. Uh, as far as update, as far as the website, the website is currently updated uh, with eBot. So eBot is available uh, as a product selection. It has, a, has its own product page, currently has a banner. Um, also down on the left margin where we list the products, eBot is now listed. So we will be enhancing the uh, by this Friday or next Monday. We'll be enhancing the, uh, the web page, not the website, but the web page on eBot. So we, we learned more at ATIA about what features really excite people and therefore which features we should write up a little differently and we'll be enhancing the eBot web page. So you may want to, um, I, either you can put the current information on your web page but check back next week because uh, we may have uh, more text that is actually more descriptive uh, and a bit more exciting than the current information we have on, our, on the website. No more questions? Yeah, of course, you can feel free to call in for individual questions or as questions occur. Uh, right now, you know, product-wise, the most knowledgeable staff are Randy and I on the eBot. Uh, April has some information. She, she, since Randy and Michelle and I were doing most of the eBot demos at ATIA, you know, April didn't get that much of a chance. Uh, but April is knowledgeable in the office. And, of course, feel free to communicate with Andy uh, or with Dave. Uh, as you all know, Andy is is uh, in charge of working with uh, most with the current dealers uh, uh, and and resellers. Uh, Dave is primarily responsible for leading uh, the business development in the education market. We think eBot is uh, primarily an education product, uh, but secondarily, it's for rehab. Uh, you know, as as explained, you know, office to home or office to meeting room or office on business trip. Um, and accessing uh, presentations at the front of a room, not only reading and writing at a desk or in a meeting, but accessing presentations or viewing a speaker. So, uh, you know, in the workplace and, and through rehab or through the employer direct, 
but also there's an individual's market. It's interesting. Some some dealers, uh, enhanced vision dealers even came up and said, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, I sell DaVinci, but DaVinci is big because it comes with a monitor and your eBot doesn't come with a monitor. Uh, and many people that I see, even in their homes, they already have an iPad. So perhaps I have people that might just want to buy an eBot. Private individuals might want to buy an eBot. They can connect it to their computer, connect it to their iPad, connect it to a monitor. They can take it with them traveling. It's a lot more portable than, my, than the DaVinci I now sell. And we were thinking there's not much of an individual's market, but I'm thinking we could be wrong. Uh, you, you all might have an individual's market as well for eBot. Okay, uh, no more questions, then feel free to, to, to call us. Uh, Dave or Andy, would you like to add anything? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, uh, I just want to tell everyone that, that really at, at AEIA, they were very much excited about the product. Not only the viewers up there, but many of the other manufacturers were also crowded around the hemp booth trying to find out more about what we were up to. So, so I want you to consider 2014 as a new year and just think about uh, how you could position yourself with our new product to really have some business development this year. I would think that uh, not only with eBot, but some of the other things that we're doing, we're really looking at uh, some good opportunities this year. You should give that careful consideration, and uh, I'd be glad to talk with you individually further about it. Yeah, even a lot of the other manufacturers, uh, when they came over, they were amazed or stunned that we are connecting the eBot over Wi-Fi wirelessly to uh, an iPad. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. It's extremely uh, difficult, uh, costs a lot of time and a lot of money. That's really the difficulty, time and money. Uh, this project uh, is about 9 to 12 months late in coming. Uh, many companies would have given up the project because of the time and the cost because they would need to move on to other projects they have. Him stayed dedicated to this, and I think we have a real winner here. Uh, the, we're thinking a little bit out of the box. Hims doesn't like to design Me Too products, as you all know. Uh, so instead of thinking, well, we'll design a camera, we'll connect it to an even bigger monitor, 28-inch monitors, and everybody's thinking low-vision people need big monitors. We thought the opposite. We said people have iPads, low-vision People are using iPads, uh, so indeed they can use uh, a, a smaller monitor, especially when it's combined with speech. Um, and so we designed one product that's magnification only and another model that's magnification and OCR. Um, and the way, by the way, that, it, that it's we've got it working with the over Wi-Fi is we have to do a lot of image compression um, before we send it over Wi-Fi. Then after it's sent by Wi-Fi, we have to do a, a lot of image decompression and we have to display it on the iPad screen all at such a speed that the, the eye is not seeing all of what's happening. It's kind of like how fast our brain works. Uh, you know, if we knew how many steps our brain goes through uh, when we, we say or do something that we can do in almost a nano or a split second, uh, you know, we went through all those steps. That's kind of what eBot is doing. There's a whole lot of steps that it's doing at rapid speed so that the eye doesn't see what's happening. All the eye sees is that there's a, a print material under that camera, and bang, it's on, on an iPad. And when you move it, you're not getting any more, any less fade than you would expect on, you know, a, a good quality CCTV. And that was amazing. So even engineers were coming over and playing with it. Some of them knew what they're doing in testing image quality, uh, and, and they were surprised. So I'm very amazed by it. So we, we did something very good for the industry here. It was pretty cool. We had people banging on the table to get the image day. It was neat. <laughs> And the image quality is so good on an iPad 
that actually Dave could read a few letters. I have a picture of Dave reading. It, it, it's pretty exciting stuff. Do you realize that I'm reading about four letters? Right, one letter at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and 50% guessing. But but you could do it. So it's good quality enough that someone who, who lives his life blind can actually you know put the, the iPad up to his eye and read a letter. Okay, so dealers, feel free to ask any of us questions, uh, no matter how technical. If we don't know the answer, we'll try to get the answer from MIMS International. Uh, there still are a lot of developments going on. Uh, we're actually very lucky that we were able to show the product at ATIA. Uh, Mr. Choi, the Vice President of MIMS International, uh, Alvin Cook, the International Sales Director, and the Lead Engineer for the eBot project, all ATIA. So we had it because they personally delivered it here. Uh, and we're, we're pleased to see it uh, so that we, we knew that the product is working and we really have a lot of confidence here at HIMSS that this product is a real winner. Uh, and it's so unique. You really want to jump on, on it quickly, you know, before competitors start putting their plans together in a year, two years from now. You know, there's a couple of uh, companies that are doing some of the features that eBot is doing now. So this is, again, HIMSS has come up with a few firsts. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we really think that some of these uh, to, to your users. So thank you very much. And uh, once again, feel free to stay in contact with any and all of us. If you're interested in providing feedback about Main Menu, chatting with all of the members of the Main Menu staff, and be able to communicate with a large number of Main Menu's listeners, you might wish to subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list. To subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list, you can send an email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can also participate in conversation about Main Menu on Twitter by following at Main Menu or visiting our Twitter page at www.twitter.com slash main menu. Welcome to this demo of the Apple TV for February 2014. And in this particular demo, I want to show you how to access iTunes Radio which is now available in Australia as of February 2014. And I know it's been available in the US since September 2013, but this is the first time I've had access to play with it. And of course, iTunes Radio is on all the iOS devices, iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad. It's on the Mac and Windows computers via iTunes. And of course, it's also available on the Apple TV. Now, one thing I did notice on the Apple TV, you have five options on the menu. So normally I've got movies, TV shows, music, computer, and settings. And when iTunes Radio appeared, it bumped off settings, which then appeared on the icons on my home screen. So I'll first show you that what happened to me. Of course, for example, if you hide music, then the settings icon will go back up to your main menu bar at the top. So I've currently got my Apple TV turned on. Of course, the TV's on as well. So let me just press left arrow on my remote. So what you're going to notice is that I've got six icons currently on my home screen. That's including the settings icon now. And that's mainly because I've got all the icons that I don't use hidden 
And, of course, you can hide them, show them, or ask for permission to use them under restrictions. Of course, in settings, general restrictions. So for the moment, just let me press left arrow. Bloomberg, button, one of six. Says Bloomberg. So press the right arrow. Trailers, button, two of six. Trailers. Podcasts, button, three of six. Podcasts. YouTube, button, four of six. YouTube. Settings, button, five of six. Okay, there's settings. And of course, because this is in rows, if I press one more to the right. Settings, button, five of six. I can't go any further, so I press down arrow. Radio, button, six of six. And there's radio, as in internet radio stations, and that's not actually iTunes radio. So of course, to get to iTunes radio, as I said before, it's now on my menu bar. So I press the upper. Bloomberg, button, one of six. I press upper again. Movies, button, one of five. And there's the five options for the Apple TV main menu. That's movies, I press right arrow. TV shows, button. Two of five. There's TV shows. Music. Button. Three of five. There's my music. Right arrow. iTunes radio. Button. Four of five. Let's right arrow one more time. Computers. Button. Five of five. Okay, so that's five of five. Left arrow. iTunes radio. iTunes radio. Button. Four of five. And if I pause and wait. iTunes radio. Enjoy free streaming radio that is tailored for you from the most popular music in the iTunes store. Okay, gives you a bit of extra hint help. Okay, so let me press select on the remote. Loading. Stations. One of four. Okay, so I've got four options on this menu. We've got stations one of four. Pressing one arrow. Add station. Two of four. Add station. Edit stations. Three of four. Edit stations. And one more. Right arrow. History. Four of four. That's history. Now if I go back to the left with left arrow. Edit stations. Add station. Stations. One of four. Okay, there's stations. And I press select. Hot today. One of 14. I've got hot today. And I've got 14 currently available on my Apple ID. So hot today number one, and I'm just gonna press right over and we'll just hear a few of them. Hot alternative. Two of fourteen. iTunes hits, eighties, nineties and now. Three of fourteen. Actually you must do the whole lot, I just can't press right over. First play, KDB, Little Red. Four of fourteen. Love Songs. Five of fourteen. Guest hose, Paramore. Six of fourteen. Nineteen eighty four. Seven of fourteen. Discover. New artists. Eight of fourteen. Retro. Nine of fourteen. Classical showcase. 10 of 14, if you like, in excess. 11 of 14, the Beatles radio. 12 of 14, spin the globe. 13 of 14, Twitter music, Australia. 14 of 14. Now, of course, the items on your preset stations on your iTunes radio will probably be different to mine and will be different at the time you may be listening to this as well. So it's going to press left arrow quickly to go back over to the first one. If you just not love some hot today. One of 14. So we had that first menu with the, f- the first four choices. And then I press select on stations. And then the submenu under that, in my case, had 14 options on it for preset stations. And the third option, if I press down arrow now. Surfing hits radio. One of eight. These are the actual stations that I've actually used from existing iTunes radio presets. Or I've created my own. So I've got surfing. So I press right arrow. 60s pop hits. Two of eight. 60s pop hits. iTunes weekly top 20. Three of eight. iTunes Weekly Top 20. Now that was on the presets, and that's why it's now in my favourites now. Unwind. Four of eight. Unwind is the same thing that was in the presets before. Workout. Five of eight. Workout. Now, of course, being the Apple TV, everything's in groups of five or on rows of five. So I press dead arrow. Eight of eight. Press left arrow. Children's Music, Folk Singer, Songwriter, Radio. Six of eight. That's number six. That's folk music. Pressing right arrow. Children's Music, Radio. 7 of 8. Children's Music Radio and press right arrow. 8 of 8. Now that 8 of 8 is actually Add Station. Because if I now press select on that. In Add Station. Create a station. Button. 1 of 17. Okay, we get some items. Create a new station from an artist. 
song, or genre. So I'm just going to press the menu key to go back one level from the remote. 8 of 8. Back to 8 of 8. So I'm going to go and choose Unwind. So I'm going to press Up Arrow. iTunes Weekly Top 20. 3 of 8. And press Right Arrow. Unwind. 4 of 8. There's Unwind. And I'm going to press Select. Loading. 1 of 1. That's loading the station. And of course you could do this on one of the preset ones as well. Loading. Okay, there's the music player. Now I'm just going to press the power button on the remote. And that stops it. Now if I press down and up fairly quickly. By waiting on the world to change for $2.19. That's where you can buy one of the five. current track. If I press down arrow because we've got five options. Add waiting on the world to change to wish list. Button. Two of five. Yeah, I can add the current track to wish list. But what I like to do. Let me just quickly go back to the main Apple Home TV screen. So I'm just going to hold down my menu button. One of one. Return to main menu. Button. Select. One of three in main menu. iTunes radio. Button. Four of five. Okay, now if I press up arrow on iTunes radio rather than pressing select to go back into it. In now playing. Waiting on the world to change. One of 17. It says now playing. Waiting on the world to change. And I can just press select again on the remote. Loading. And if I want to go to the next track, I'll just press Rara. And if I want to find out what's playing, I'll just press down arrow. Buy dice for $2.19. Okay, so I can actually Button. quite easily find out what the track's called. One of five. And if I press the menu key. In main menu. Now playing. Dice. One of 17. And back to now playing. If I press the power key. I've stopped it. And of course, I can now just press the down arrow. iTunes radio, button, four and five. And I'm back to iTunes radio. So this was just a quick taste of how to access iTunes radio on your Apple TV. So that completes this demo of iTunes radio. Thanks for listening and bye for now. We do want to thank you for being with us this week here on Main Menu and hope you'll join us back here again next week on Main Menu. You have a great week and we'll see you soon here on Main Menu.